Welcome to the MIND podcast. MIND stands for Michigan New Educators. This podcast is a place where new educators and sometimes their guests offer encouragement and insight into a profession understood by few but talked about by many. So whether you are an educator, love an educator, want to be an educator, or just need to learn more about us, we're glad you're here. Our hosts are four early career teachers brought together by the Michigan Education Association. The MEA is here to help educators in all stages of their careers. And that's the school bell, signaling it's time to start. for tuning in today's Mind Podcast, Michigan's New Educators. And today we are here and we are so excited because our Mind team is growing. And even more even more exciting is we have Anthony with us and he is from Kalamazoo and he is going to be our new Kalamazoo coordinator. And we just wanted to take some time, first of all, to introduce him, reintroduce ourselves because you're going to start noticing that our team is getting bigger and bigger. And that's the most beautiful thing right now because what do we want more than growing our community at a time like this? Right now, we need each other, and we need to raise each other up, and this community just continues to grow. And uh, to begin with, Anthony, Kalamazoo, tell us your why. Why are you here? Um, we're just so excited to have you on this team. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, my name is Anthony. I teach special ed in Kalamazoo. Um, there's there's a lot of whys, right? You don't get into education for one specific why. Um, but for me, growing up, I never really had a teacher that looked like me. I literally never had a teacher that looked like me. I had one teacher, uh, shout out to Mrs. Butler in third grade. She was the only teacher of color that I ever had in all of my schooling. Um, and then being special ed, um, just those, there are certain groups of people that are overrepresented in, in special ed. 80% of special education students in the state of Michigan are, are black male students, but 2% of teachers are black male teachers, and that's not even the special ed teachers, that's just the, the overall teacher population. So my why is I really wanted to find a way that I could reach students that were like me, students who didn't think education was for them, schooling was for them. I, I always just kind of grew up thinking that I just wasn't that good at doing school stuff, but it really it's just, I was looking for a way to relate to, to school and education. Um, I, but I always wanted to be a teacher, except for in the eighth grade when I wanted to be a chef. But it was just a phase. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, so I always wanted to be a teacher. I always knew I wanted to work in kind of an urban setting. I don't know what you guys know about Kalamazoo, uh, but we're a pretty urban setting in southwest Michigan. You guys might know us for the Kalamazoo Promise, uh, which means our Kalamazoo students get free college. And uh, you guys also might know us because the news. Uh, superintendent of the state of Michigan is my former superintendent in Kalamazoo, Dr. Rice. So shout out to him too. Um, but really, the why is we we want to reach the we want to reach the children. We want to reach the youth. And if it wasn't for teachers, it, you know, those were probably my biggest influences, my biggest role models, the people lifting me up growing up. Um, I had a lot of amazing teachers. So I hope you know I hope to just be one of those amazing teachers. And one of the reasons why I chose to be part of the MIND team is being a new teacher is hard. I don't care 
where you went to school. I went to Western Michigan University, go Broncos. I don't care if you went to U of M, Northern, or if you went out of state, being, you know, you're never quite prepared for being a, a brand new teacher. You can walk out, assume cum laude, it doesn't matter. You need all the support you can get. You need a family and a clan, uh, a network. And here at mine, we're hoping to be part of your network um, and, and help you, you know, find some cool resources, whether it be books or podcasts like this one, um, articles to read, whatever it is. We need all the support we can get. So that's why I'm here. And we're just happy you're here because I remember when we met Anthony, we're like, oh my gosh, you like you are on this team. Like we just vibed with you. Like we perfect. Like we knew right now. Annette, get over here. You can never have too much representation. So yeah, I remember seeing you guys, and I was like, yeah, they're all they're all great and they're all chipper, but. We, we need to be <laughs> or something. And, you know, and just being a man in education, we're, we're tragically underrepresented oh, for sure. um, because it, traditionally education is a female dominated field, which is a very interesting spin from society, right? We, we live in such a male dominated society that nine times out of 10, I can walk into a room and people treat me with a little more prestige because I'm a man. And, you know, that's that's called male privilege. We all know it's a, it's a thing. And if you don't think it's a thing, then you need to, I got some books you can read. Um, <laughs> but, you know, in education, being a man walking into education, they think that just because I'm a male, I'm not as compassionate and I'm not as loving and I'm not as detail-oriented as, as a female teacher. And don't get me wrong, there are some things that I have to try a little bit more at. But at the same time, growing up in a school where I, I was trying to learn how to be a young man and how to carry myself as a person, you know, I needed someone to look up to as well. And I had some very, very strong female teachers, but it's, it's not the same, you, you know, you need growing up in school, you need someone, um, it's the studies have proven that it is more beneficial to have a teacher that you can relate to in the sense of someone who looks and sounds and carries himself like you. And right. so like in Kalamazoo, uh, you know, the majority of our students are African-Americans or people of color. And but then they walk in and they don't have a single teacher that looks like them or comes from a place like they do. And um, I was very fortunate. I grew I'm from Grand Rapids, Michigan. I went to high school in Greenville, Michigan, which is a very rural area. And then I did college in Kalamazoo. Um, so I have a very, you know, I, a well-rounded uh, approach and a well-rounded understanding of you know what schools look like mm-hmm. absolutely yeah and you're, you're going to be a huge resource because I mean like I said you have a perspective that none of us you know can take on from multiple facets so you know like I said it's just amazing to have you um and I think that's a good segue you know into talking about you know what, like just a refresher on who we are um because some of you guys have heard our names multiple times but then you know I know sometimes it's been kind of put to the back of your mind and we need to refresh you who we are um and our why and I'm Danielle I'm teaching fourth grade and I'm still teaching fourth grade going into this chaotic year this will be my uh fifth year and now more than ever you know the whys are really coming to the surface and I think we were talking about that beforehand before we even started this and you know you're really digging deep into what makes you want to be a teacher because you're challenging 
everything you've ever known. Like you're like, yes, it's for the kids, but I have my own kids or I have my own family. It's a very challenging time, you know? And um, I think back to just what I've always needed and being in the district that I'm in, um, I know that my kids oftentimes feel alone. They feel um, like they're adult, little adults that have to run their own lives. And um, I'm that one person that lets them take that back seat and be a kid still. Um, and my, I just put that hat on literally, um, that I can make them feel like it's somehow virtually somehow. And that was my goal. I'm like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to make this a memorable year. And I want to continue to be that person for them. And I'm going to figure out, I'm going to get teachers are good. We're good at that. We're good at create being creative and challenging ourselves and, um, just figuring out what works and it's going to be challenging. It's going to be hard and, but I'm ready for it. And like I said, I called all of my kids on my roster uh, two days ago and I talked to parents and just, just talking to the parents, the sense of relief they had after hearing me. Um, I think that they just, again, they might know my name. They might like start to think about my face, but now that they, had this sense of reassuring, like, I'm going to take care of you. I'm not going to abandon you. I'm not going to be just a person in a screen. We're going to figure this out together. I am here. Here's my personal. I'm not saying everyone has to do this, but here's my personal cell phone. I am here for you. Let's do this together. And I'm excited because that like re motivated me. Um, after I got to talk to my kids and I hear them screaming in the background, is that my teacher? Is that my teacher? You know, they want to be, in our lives and vice versa so now we just like I said we got to channel that creativity and I'm here for it I'm ready for it and I think this is just going to make me way better at this job even when we are back in person so let's do it Amanda you're up yep so I'm Amanda I'm entering into my fifth year teaching secondary German we'll see still not quite sure but I'm ready to go anyways um so I, you know, German is such a niche language. I know a lot of schools don't even offer it. Um, it's rare that I find other German teachers um, ever. <laughs> but for me, the reason why I teach German, and it's not because I have German roots or anything, I took it because it was an opportunity when I was in high school to travel, where I learned that if you took German after your fourth year, you could go to Germany. And I said, yes, please, thank you. And I did it. And at the time I was doing it because I just wanted to go on a trip. And then I realized that I kind of fell in love with this idea of learning a different culture that really doesn't have a lot of connection with my own personal life. I'm not German. I did the DNA test. It's like 0.3%. I'm literally more Native American than I am German, which is, I mean, hello, I'm like the whitest person ever. So how did that happen? But um, anyways, I just like the idea of showing kids a different culture and something that is outside of what they normally understand is so exciting to me. You know, the district that I teach in is very homogenous. They have a very narrow worldview based on kind of, you know, where they live and what they experience on a day-to-day -day life. They don't even think about what happens in other countries. So when I can kind of show them a country that, you know, looks on appearance a lot like the US, but then show them how radically different it is in different ways really kind of challenges um, their worldview and challenges the way that they think. And that's really exciting to me because 
so often, you know, people hear, you know, something about Germany or German and they think, okay, Nazis, beer, pretzels, end of list. Like that's all that they know. Right. And I love to like show them be like, well, Hey, you know, Germany actually has one of the most successful economies in Europe. And hey, you know, Germany doesn't charge for college. And hey, did you know that Germans have like six weeks paid vacation mandated by the government per year? And like all these things that kind of, you know, pushes them to see how different a different country can be. And I don't know. I just, to me, being able to expand their worldview and show them something that isn't just the US and pushing that something that's different isn't weird or you know, bad because it's different from how we do it. It's just different, I think is really important. And even if I can only see them an hour a day, just to show them a little bit of something that's outside of the US, I think is really valuable. So I always keep that in mind that, you know, I don't want my kids to not be exposed to the world. We need to be able to see the world. And that's kind of what I think is really important. Uh, hi, I'm Skye. Um, I teach fourth and fifth grade in Lansing. Um, well, actually, just fourth now, virtually. Um, just found that out yesterday. Um, but w one of my reasons why I got into teaching, um, to be honest with you, I never thought I was going to be a teacher. I was one of those kids in school that didn't learn the same way as everyone else did. And I hated school hated it <laughs> growing up. I never really had a teacher that understood how to teach me um, until I was in college and had a professor who took the time um, to really figure out how I learned best. And after that experience, you know, I, that was it for me. I was like, why can't I do this for all children like me who, because every child learns differently. Um, and that was like my big moment of why I truly get into teaching. Um, I want every child to feel like they can learn um, no matter what, you know, um, and that's, that's my big why. Um, so, yeah. Awesome. I am Brittany and I teach in Monroe Public Schools and this will be my fifth year and I'm gonna be teaching third. We are going to be remote as well. So it's going to be online and that's obviously hard for <clears throat> teachers, but like Danielle said, just trying to make the best of it and make our families feel happy and secure and comforted by the fact that we are excited to, you know, go on this journey with them and be there for them and know that we will be there no matter what is what's most important. And so I would say I've always wanted to be a teacher. Of course, I've went back and forth, like trying to, when I was trying to figure my life out in prereqs of college, but um, deep down, I just always knew that it was something that I was very passionate about. And I had a few teachers that really impacted my life. And, and then I just, you know, I, I was somebody that loved school. I was like a nerd, you know, I loved school. I loved all of that. I still love school. Even if I complain, like I just did my master's and I'm like, I want to go back to school, but, um, <laughs> but I just always loved it, <laughs> but I don't like, I don't miss the busyness, but then I'm like, Oh, should I go back? That's a hard pass for me. <laughs> let me just, let me just keep uh, deferring my student loans and just get even more in debt. 
but um so I'm with that. I'm with that. I can get with that. Right. <laughs> it goes away eventually, right? That's the same thing. Like just keep paying it until you, you close your eyes, it's die. not there. Right. <laughs> but um so I feel like I like it's just my purpose in life and without it. So I think that's why I struggled a lot with virtual was because I felt purposeless. I felt like I'm not interacting and getting those connections and building the relationships because that's my, like, that's my hundred percent why in my classroom is relationships and it's my first priority, you know, and I strive to build that community and the report with each other and me with them. And just so that they have a safe place to come and every day, like Danielle said, you know, their home life might be different, but when they come into my classroom, they know that they're going to have an amazing day and whatever they're going through, they can either talk to me or they can leave it at the door and come in and it's a brand new day. So that is a little bit of my why. And I just love what I do. And yeah, as cheesy as it might sound, that's, that's the reality. Well, and I think just looking at it, I mean, we're all here, we're still standing. Well, we're still here, you know, doing it. And that's huge. You know, that says a lot all in itself. Um, and it's hard, you know, as we're looking at everything, it's, it's hard to be here still right now. And I get that. So I think where a lot of our focus is going to be today is how, like, um, how we stay motivated and what we're doing to stay fresh and engaged and just keep ourselves, the wheels turning. And, you know, I think that's what we so naturally do is give ourselves PD in any way possible. Who can we follow? What can we do to be better? Um, and I think we're going to really hunker down into some just great resources, people we follow on some social media, social networks, um, and just give those and share those with everyone because it's important right now, you know? Um, and I'll start because I absolutely love TikTok. Obsessed with TikTok. <laughs> and, um, well, you're also kind of famous, so. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> um. But uh, TikTok is just so great. Like they're like one minute PD sessions. And the great thing about TikTok is it curates the feed for what you follow. So like now it knows that I pretty much love teacher videos and that's what comes up. Teachers making funny videos of stuff that's happening or um, just a really good easy resource. Um, I have to share like one of my favorite videos, there's this uh, this teacher and she's just, it looks like she's just sitting there in her room, her classroom. And you hear a scream down the hallway. And it says, when you hear one of your staff members yell down the hallway of a student, and she's like, just <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, it's just great. You know, sometimes you just need an awesome laugh. And these, they're so relatable. And, you know, the only people that can relate to those are teachers, you know? And uh, I follow this one teacher named Pachatsky, P-A-C-H-A-T-Z-K-E. And she's funny. And her bio says, I teach a lot, but I also complain a lot. But it's funny, <laughs> lighthearted. And, um, you know, she posts these great resources on, you know, how to make Bitmoji classrooms and how to do A, B, and C. But she's funny. And that's what we need right now. You know, like that's where, that's how I'm motivated at this moment is just finding teachers that I can laugh with. We can poke, like poke finger and poke fun at each other at the profession. Because I think it's just so serious right now. And I get why I, I understand it. but you know, if we're going to be on social media, there's a lot of negativity out there right now. And like, let's just find what's raising us up and keeping us laughing. Um, so yeah, I, 
I, TikTok, I'm telling you guys, it's so great for PD. I've learned so much and I'm also going to start sharing. We're going to start sharing some awesome minute clips on our Facebook page um, of just some like icebreakers, resources that they're sharing out there. And we might even get a little brave and do some ourselves. So. Um, sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Amanda, what are some of your resources that you're like just over the moon about? Yeah, so uh, like I said, I kind of have a niche situation where um, I have to look a little bit harder to find stuff. So I have some resources that I've found that even if I do teach German, the, the method of teaching is similar regardless of language. So one person that I follow on Instagram who is great, her name is Annabelle Williamson and her Instagram uh, is La Maestra Loca. So she's actually a Spanish teacher and she teaches Spanish in elementary to elementary school kids. And I saw her at a conference and she was just great and just so full of energy and honestly very different from who I am as a person, but I'm very inspired by her and a lot of her ideas. Um, I also really have found a lot of luck on Facebook. Um, so I have found really great learning communities on Facebook. I found one, I've actually been three different groups only for German teachers, which is kind of mind blowing. Um, so I would really recommend, you know, just search and look, try and find some. Uh, the ones, if you're a German teacher, um, AATG Listserv is fantastic. I found literally whole units on there. Um, that one is really, really great. Um, U.S. German teachers is another really good one. And then finally, if you are a language teacher and you want to listen to another type of podcast, um, this podcast is actually finished, but there's lots of old episodes that you can go through and listen to. And that would be, um, Talking L2 with BVP. So, um, Bill Van Patten, he's a, you know, kind of like, a, a god when it comes to language teaching and language acquisition. He uh, is connected through MSU's CELTA program, so he's got a lot to offer there too. So those would be my, my best resources. Um, so yeah. Uh, Brittany, what about you? So <clears throat> I always go back and forth with wanting to delete like my apps on my phone because I feel like it just takes too much of my time, right? But then I'm like, no, I got to keep Instagram because there's a lot of great teachers that I follow. And, you know, you just get so many resources and different ideas that you don't necessarily need to scroll on Pinterest for because it's all there when you follow these teacher accounts. So I have um, one that is actually, she is an early educator and she is based in Michigan too. So her handle on Instagram is um, elementary in the mitten. And um She's just, again, like Danielle said, like fun, upbeat, you know, she gets excited about the things that she shares. So instead of just posting on Instagram, she also does YouTube vlogs and like, you know, she might review some books, multicultural books that are really good for your classroom or resources, you know, anything that you could think of that you could use classroom setup, flexible seating, different things that you're just like thinking about, but you need more ideas of. Um, she's always posting. And then I know recently too, with all the remote teaching going on, she has materials for distance learning and remote learning and different vlogs on that too. And I just thought it was pretty cool. I know she's pretty popular on Instagram and she's from Michigan. So we'll have to get her uh, linked into our podcast or something. Um, 
And then another one that I follow, so hers is just general elementary, but another one that I follow, hers is specifically third grade, but I believe it's like she, her resources could go like upper elementary. And that's Miss West Best. And she just, again, like really relatable. She's, um, she's funny too and kind of quirky and does little videos and stuff like that on her stories. Um, but we'll just like show, you know, classroom setups. She does a lot of like accountable talk resources and um, different like manipulatives and different things that she's using for content lessons. Um, and then she does, she got me into podcasts for like in your classroom. So she has a lot of resources on that, which is really awesome. And like how she implements it in her classroom with her students, with third graders. So it's just really cool stuff. And I'm always like, there's always something new and it gets me excited and pumped up and ready to put that and implement it in my classroom. So that's why I keep Instagram. So see, I'm not um, Anthony. Yeah, I'm not a big social media guy. I mean, I right. have Facebook, I have an Instagram. I do not have a TikTok, but I, <laughs> I'm learning that I should probably get one. Yeah. Um, but that's just because, I mean, I teach special ed and, and it's, I mean, it's just like the title implies, it's special. Everyone's kind of a little bit different. Every district does a little bit differently. Uh, we have so many other laws and things that we have to abide by. Uh, like, I mean, all teachers do, right? But that I've never really found a specific Instagrammer or, or YouTuber or anything that has spoke to me about, you know, in regards to what I'm looking for for uh, being a special ed teacher. So if you're listening to this podcast and you, if you know of any good uh, YouTubers or Instagram people who are killing the game right now and, and giving tips for special ed, special ed, please let me know. Uh, post it to our Mind Facebook page and I will definitely check them out. Um, but I've just been getting into reading. Um, I, college kind of killed me for reading, right? In college, in my master's program, we had to read so many books and so many articles that when I got done with these programs, um, I really did not want to read anything ever. And so that gives me some empathy for my students, right? Because, you know, especially going virtual, we, we had, we're throwing so much at them and, and asking them to read it. Um, but I just got done, uh, me and, and a lot of my colleagues, just got done reading a book. Um, it's called For White Folks Who Teach in the Hood and the rest of y'all too. So it's not just for white teachers. It's for anyone who works in an urban setting. Let me make that clear. Um, but it, it's, a it's a pedagogy book. It, it's a pedagogy book about why, um, why the urban setting is a little bit different than the suburban or rural setting. Um, and so books like that are, are kind of what I'm leaning towards right now. Uh, with all there's there's a lot going on in the world right now, you know, obviously with with the distance learning that we're gonna have, we're all kind of learning. Uh, there's a lot of race relations going on, um, good and and you know troubling. But you know, as teachers, it's kind of our job to teach all angles. Um, I call it the hidden curriculum. I did not coin that term, but the hidden curriculum of how to be a good person. Right? We're not only teaching students how to read and write, you know, it's not just reading, writing, and arithmetic, it's how to be a good person. So a pedagogy, anytime I can read about pedagogy and read about, you know, the best ways to reach our students, and uh, just like Britt said, relationships, relationships, relationships are super important right now. Um, so white folks who teach in the hood and the rest of y'all too, 
that book. I don't know. I, I would love to find a podcast about it or, or maybe make one. I don't know. But it, that book is killing it right now. Um, so if you guys haven't read that book, make sure you give it a read. If you um, if you want to talk about it, like I said, hit, hit us up on Facebook and, and I can point you in the right direction. But I'm about to order it right now. You should. <laughs> I have a couple copies of it. So if, if you ladies want, let me know. Um, but yeah. So Sky, what are you feeling? So fun fact, I actually work at a public Montessori school. Um, so my curriculum looks a little different than most curriculums and um, it's really difficult to do Montessori online because the whole point of, point of Montessori is to work with your hands. Um, so I actually have some great tips or some great, um, sorry, resources for teachers. And this, these are resources for all teachers. Um, even if you don't do Montessori, I think um, children, the, these can be used for interventions for children. Um, especially virtually, I feel like in the classroom, we can just grab manipulatives from our cupboard. Oh, hey, like, let's work with this. And that's really hard to do virtually. So um, Montessori is a great resource um, for, you know, children working with their hands. And so my um, first website is Montessori.tools. Um, and it's created by this guy named Ryan Nevius, I think is his last name, N-E-V-I-U-S. Um, and he's actually done a lot of the Montessori math tools um, virtually, so children can play on their computer screen um, and drag the manipulatives across their computer screen. Um, and then my second one is the virtual Montessori materials, so virtualmontessorimaterials.com. Um, so both of these are great for math and for reading, um, for any student. It doesn't have to be just Montessori, but I know Montessori teachers are kind of struggling right now with this virtual business. Um, so I just wanted to put those resources out there for any teacher, any student. Um, I know for our school, we definitely use these as links in our Bitmoji classroom. So we have our virtual shelves. <laughs> so if anyone's ever done Montessori or know about Montessori, um, all of our resources are on our shelves. So we have a virtual classroom with our resources on our shelves, just virtually. Okay. Um, so this has been great for that. Um, I also just want to put it out there um, for all teachers. These are just resources for you. It doesn't mean you have to use every single one. Please do not feel overwhelmed. I know just the other day when we were talking about all the things that we wanted to do as a school virtually, um, some of the teachers felt a little overwhelmed. And I just want to make sure that everyone knows, just do what you can. Um, just know that you are doing what is best for your children, what's best for you. Um, we're all in this together right now. Um, yeah. And I also want to put out there that we are going to post all of these resources on our social media platforms. So please keep an eye out for that. Um, so that way you don't have to like furiously scribble down everything we're saying right now. <laughs> they will be posted on our social media platform. I'm so excited to check out your Montessori resources. I mean, being special ed, I, I love manipulative so much, especially mm -hmm. math and science um, and even reading manipulatives are great so sky definitely checking those out of course and the 
thing is too, is if you don't necessarily know how to use a Montessori material, or you're looking at this like, what would I use this for? I know when I first got into Montessori, I was like, I have no idea what this is. Honestly, it has the name of the material right underneath. Just Google how to use it. And Google, it's wonderful. YouTube, come on. You can YouTube anything now, right? So yeah, you can YouTube any of these Montessori lessons. You don't have to be a Montessori you know, teacher to be able to use these for your kids. Um, so yes, YouTube it. <laughs> Trust me, it'll do a world of difference for your children. <laughs> Um, so like Sky said, we're going to post on our Facebook page, our Instagram, all of these resources that we have shared here. And we're really hoping that you guys can also share with us resources that you're loving. Because honestly, like I said, I'm a secondary German teacher. And one of the most joyful teacher accounts I follow on Instagram is an elementary school art teacher who I have nothing in common with. I don't teach the same material. Like if my kids get to color, it's a good day. But her joy for what she does is so infectious that I still follow her. Like that to me, she's so engaging. She loves what she does. And that to me is inspiring, even though we have, we could not be any more different in regards to what we teach. So we're really looking forward to seeing the resources that you share with us. Um, and we also want to share about some really exciting things that are coming up uh, in, you know, the fall for our, our members and our, you know, our organization here. So I know a lot of uh, new and uh, veteran teachers are nervous about the new year. And we just want to remind you guys that we are truly all in the same boat. So if this is year one or year, you know, 30, we're still all figuring out how to teach virtually together. So we really do want to, you know, continue to be this community for you guys. And specifically, we're going to be offering some virtual networking sessions in, um, in September. So hopefully once the madness of the beginning of the year starts to calm down, we're going to have these opportunities to form, you know, some online communities with each other to be able to grow and, you know, get through this together. We're also planning on having a book study. So we're gonna be reading the book, Creating Cultures of Thinking by Ron Richard. Uh, it's a really fantastic book that we're gonna be offering um, book study and sketches for. So if you're someone who's starting to get a little bit nervous about your 90 new teacher hours or PD or anything along those lines, we've got you. The MEA is also offering all kinds of online PD options. They have tons of book studies as well. We will also post lots of information about that on our social media. Um, and remember, you can always find us on Facebook. We're Michigan New Educators or MI New Educators. And our Twitter and our Instagram are both MI New Educators. And that's one of the best ways to connect with us and see kind of what we are sharing and planning and talking about. All right. And that's, that's about us. it for us today. We want to thank you so much for tuning in. And we hope to hear or I guess see from you soon. Thanks. Bye, Bye guys.